Listen well, my anger. As a child, she never spoke a word, though the doctors could find nothing wrong. As she walked along the shore of Deadwater Lake, something spoke to her from the depths, and a voice within her answered. Taken it as our mission, well, my mission, to understand the story of Willow Paterson. Parts of the story seem to have been excised from official county records. Some of the records seem to be in direct contradiction with others. For example, early in 1862, Captain Eberhard Paterson is said to have set out on a whaling voyage in a bark named the Olivia Barrington. According to logbooks, the captain became overwhelmed by delusions, abandoned his crew in a whaleboat, and was lost at sea in a violent storm. Why, then, is he listed as a new resident in the town registry of Eben just months later? How he got from a storm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to a remote lake in New Hampshire is something only he knows. Unknown Island, May 1864. I slept for what seemed like days on a rocky shore. I had no strength left, and no memory of what had happened after my whaleboat was broken apart by the angry swells of ocean tide. As I lay there, I wondered, why was the sea so quiet? Had I drifted with the wreckage into some peaceful lagoon? I opened my eyes to see a green canopy hanging over me. Despite my desperate condition, I spent some time pondering the species. Pine? No, Juniper. Was I somehow back in Portsmouth? My fingers blindly scratched at the sand around me until I found a few of the fallen buds. Their bitter, peppery flavor helped to slowly animate me. I eventually sat and could see that I was indeed inland. I appeared to be by the shores of a lake. But how had this come to be? It was as if, by some providence, I had been delivered to this tranquil Eden. Those given a second chance at life often attribute their fortune to the divine. But as time passed, I became aware that this was no mere religious awakening. Something had delivered me from an anonymous grave at the bottom of the sea. And this presence became more known to me as the days progressed. We know that Eberhard Paterson received mail at the Eben Post Office that year. It appears that he settled on what is now called Willow Island and sent for his family in Portsmouth, Massachusetts. 
Mail traveled slowly back then, so it was some time before he received a reply. As I had no coin or note to pay for the journey home, I was forced to write to my wife Irena and request that she travel to my current location, which was, apparently, Evan, New Hampshire. I was shocked when my cousin Henrik wrote back that Irena had been taken ill with consumption, to which she succumbed just weeks before my letter arrived. He arrived by coach soon after with my belongings and our young daughter just four years old. Crushed by the death of my dear Irena, I sold everything and set out to make a home for my daughter and I on the island in the lake. As I went through my day-to-day life on the island, I became aware that my protector was still watching over me. In my many trips rowing across the lake, I would sometimes catch myself drifting idly around the deepest point. Here the wind ceased, and I could swear he spoke, although I never retained any memory of his words. By the time you hear this, I will have already called, but I want to make sure you have it just in case, so I'm about to drop it in the mail. I'm going back there to see if I can get Jerry out. I know I should get help, but I don't trust the police. This Alex Camby guy is rich, and they're probably working for him. He's crazy, Gilberto. He was talking about, like, killing kids. And his eyes... He looks completely insane. He locked Jerry in a cell with this horrible creature. It'll kill Jerry if he breaks through those chains. I got to help him. If it wasn't for him, I still think I was crazy. But everything has been happening to me. So I promise I'll call you when I get back to the hotel. Love you, Gilberto. big fella. I get the feeling these Gathrona things haven't been too kind to you either. What do you say we put our strength together and get this door open? Jesus! All right! I guess you don't speak English. I checked the truck this morning. We reinforced the doors and window. I just... It's a long drive to Deadwater Lake. And, and those things have gotten a lot bigger since we last moved them. Does the one in the cell look like he can get out of those restraints? But there'll be five of them, and they'll have hours to work on loosening those- We've been through this! Just tell me what you need to get them up to the lake. I mean, I figure a minimum 
a minimum of like like two or three guys. You know. Can you hear me? What? Who's who's out there? Wait. I think I figured this out. Who the hell are you? You're the guy we saw at the hotel. You've been following me. What the hell is that? Jesus! Just keep back. Against the wall. Alright. I don't care who you are. We've got to go. Now. What the hell was that thing in there? Come on. No, they're right outside by the truck. We got to find another way. Uh, the other door. There. Doing here? I came to get you out, asshole. Hey, is this the guy who was creeping around the hotel? My car is just beyond the trees. You want to get out of here or not? I don't think we have a choice. Let's go. I see him over here. I can't believe the shit they have me do. I mean, what the hell is Jerry the Ravager Rivers doing in New Jersey anyway? I ask myself that every freaking day. You a wrestling fan or something? No, I'm not a wrestling fan. I was pro. Crazy Omar Williams. Mid-South Regionals. Wait, you're Crazy Omar? <laughs> when did you retire? Oh my god, it's a wrestling convention. I'm a security consultant now, and I work for your boss. They've been worried about you, and now I can see why. What is this stuff I fell in? God damn it! It doesn't want to come off! Oh damn, you got it all over your hands. Shit, welcome to the club. What are you two talking about? Damn it, what is this stuff? Just take me back to my hotel. We'll explain there. Yeah, not a chance. Campus guys will be all over you. We're going straight back to New Hampshire. Oh, look. I've got stories to send in. I'm in the middle of cracking this thing wide open. We're gonna nail this guy. Huh. I hate to tell you, pal, but they haven't been airing anything from you for more than a week. But you can discuss all that with BWE. We'll head there first, once we drop your friend off. Uh-uh, no. I'm going with you guys. Camby was preparing a shipment of those monsters. They were about to load the truck. Yeah, I heard him through the cell door. He said they're going to New Hampshire. Would they be going to the lake you talked about in your show? That's what it sounds like. Well, I guess we're all on the same page now.
I told you I could get us there, Frederick. I'm the only one besides Pop that knows the secret way to get around those rocks so they don't mess with our heads. Now we gotta be quiet. The witch's cabin has to be right up here somewhere. Shh, I hear somebody. Crouch down. It's old man Peterson. We'll take care of him too, later. Let's go, but quietly. have passed since I pulled you up from the sea and gave you life again. It wasn't the last time you would rely on the Gethrona to deliver you from mortality. 1869. As you walked this same path, preoccupied with having left your child alone in the cabin, you didn't see the danger that lied just ahead until it was too late. I couldn't make you whole again after the bear attack, but I made sure you were able to walk home that day to your cabin, where your child cared for you and prepared your meals until you were functional again. There were other times, but you don't remember now, do you? You walk this island trying to remember who you once were. And this, your usual pilgrimage. The monument on the hill. Its base chiseled from the rocks in the lake. The very rocks from my world that allowed you to travel here more than 100 years ago. On the stone face of the monument, you see a dedication to a long-dead captain of a whaling ship, and a spark awakens memories. Captain, husband, and father. Yes, parts of the story will come back to you, and you will weep. And as usual, when you leave, I will remove it all from your memory. Again. You won't even be sure why you returned to this hill. Someone approaches. The cabin is just beyond this. Look out! Where, where are my boys? What have you done with them? It's the old man I saw out here with Amanda. What is wrong with him? He looks. Oh, God. Connor! I think he broke my shin. Hold still. Let me see. I've had just about enough of these damn rocks. Didn't. Get out of here. You don't have a helmet. And enough of this, son of a bitch. And you're not getting back up again this time. Frederick, did you hear that? Sounded like Pa's gun. He must have followed us here. Shit. Look out, Frederick. What the hell are they? 
Are they like you? Frederick, run! Come on! Frederick, get away from them! Run! And thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 2 of Under Dead Water. Please don't stop sending your thoughts about the series to info at mandiblejudy.com. We love to hear from you. Our cast this week was Amanda Goodman, Aaron Lillis, Bonnie Bogovich, Mike Hall, Graham Rowett, David Steele, Emmanuel Alpenord, Brandon Duke, Clayton Romero, and Chris Burke. Our associate producer is Brandon Duke. Sound design is by Chris Burke. Music is by Glomag. Vocals and choral arrangement on opening theme by Bonnie Bogovich. And you can pick up the soundtrack at mandiblejudy.bandcamp.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and X to keep up with what's happening. And you can check out the show notes for more details. 